Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies and their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share a deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out yet another DC animated podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. Welcome to Crack One Open with Mike and Elise. Welcome to another episode of this show. Uh, unbeknownst to you, we've already just recorded an episode. We're <laughs> doubling up this episode, which we don't normally do. Nope. So we're about to have two beers. Oh, snap. In an episode. Although there have been multiple episodes where I've had one or two drinks before we record. So Fair. it really is not that different from that. No. <laughs> Baby, what are we talking about today? Today, we are cracking open Ransack the Universe, an IPA from Collective Arts Brewing, which is located in Hamilton, Ontario, in Canada. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome, eh? <laughs> eh? I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't actually too much uh, about the brewery itself on their website. Have but we not done Collective Arts before? On no, this? We, we've had, I know collective, we've had arts. collective Arts a bajillion times. But we've never done it for the podcast. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because we've had it so often. I figured we must have done it. Yeah. Not the case. Okay. Um, But according to Wikipedia. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a great source. Continue. I mean, I, it, it's, I mean, when we were in high school, it was questionable, but now it's a pretty legit. Uh, Collective Arts was founded by Matt Johnston and Bob Russell. It is a grassroots craft brewery with the goal of combining the craft of brewing with the inspired talent of emerging and seasoned artists, musicians, photographers, and filmmakers. Hmm. Head brewmaster Ryan Morrow leads the way in producing their core lineup as well as their other rotational brews. They also produce what is called a collective project, uh, which includes seasonal beers as well as cider. The brewery's audiovisual logger publicizes independent musicians with special limited edition band themed cans, which rotate every few months to promote a new selection of four different artists. Uh, so this next part is also from Wikipedia, but this particular information is actually from 2017. So assuming that they still run this program, then even the numbers are even higher, which makes it even more impressive. Collective Arts Brewing invites artists and musicians to submit their work in bi-yearly calls for art. Since the first art and music call in May 2013, over 16,000 submissions have been received from artists and musicians representing over 40 different countries. 
art and music is chosen by guest curators. Each artist is paid to appear on their labels. Collective Arts does not own the art, but is allowed to use it on their cans and bottles for a limited period of time. To date, Collective Arts Brewing has produced and compensated over 650 artists and musicians for appearing on limited edition cans and bottle labels. So again, the stats are outdated, but looking through the website, I do get the impression that this is still a current program because they do still give art credits, like specific art credits to each beer on the website. That's pretty awesome. So I can't even imagine how much those numbers have gone up since 2017. Yeah. Uh, Collective Arts has also ventured into making sparkling hard lemonade, sparkling hard tea, sparkling botanical waters, aromatic bitters, and gin, which I thought you'd be interested in. (laughs) I'm curious about all of those. Yeah. Every single one. Uh, Collective Arts is available across Canada in Northeast states, including Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont, as well as Michigan and Illinois. And they ship to Italy, Spain, and Melbourne, Australia. Dope. Right? It's a really interesting spread. So Ransack Their Universe is part of their core lineup, and it clocks in at 6.8% ABV with an IBU rating of 85 which is kind of on the higher end for IPAs. Collective Arts describes the brew like this. Galaxy, Mosaic, and Citra deliver aromas and flavors of tropical fruits, mango, and citrus. Light malt body lets hops shine through and finishes crisp but not bitter. A delicious, hemispheric hop mashup. (laughs) I was in when they said galaxy, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they have an interesting section that goes a little bit more into detail after that. Galaxy and Mosaic were the main flavor and aroma hops, but then the beer is dry hopped with not just Citra, as they listed, but also Centennial, Chinook, and Simcoe. Oh, there's a whole lot going on here. Yeah, (laughs) but those are dry hops and it was kind of, it seemed like it was kind of secondary. So let's get down to the main hops. Galaxy are a unique Australian breed of hop that's descended from the German variety called Pearl. But what makes Galaxy unique is that it has the highest percentage of essential oils in the industry. It was first commercially produced in 2009 after nine years of testing and quickly gained popularity within Australia as well as overseas. It has amazing citrus, peach, and passion fruit aromas and is best used as a late addition, hence the beer being dry hopped. But it's um, not dry hopped with Galaxy. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> See, look look who's paying attention. <laughs> and the flavor is very intense uh, right when you use it, and then it kind of mellows out a bit as the beer matures. So Galaxy Hops have a flavor profile that is very fruity, like passion fruit, apricot, and key lime, citrus, and black currant, but really no floral or spicy notes, which makes them very much in demand. Mosaic hops are a fairly new variety of hop, having been released in 2012, but they are patented. So you cannot grow them yourself as a home brewer, but you can buy them as cones or pellets. Uh, So when they were bred, the goal was to create a hop similar to Simcoe, but something that would provide a higher yield come harvest time. The name Mosaic refers to the complex and broad aromas that it imparts. Its flavor profile spans the range of 
blueberry and berry medley to mango and stone fruit, floral and bubblegummy, tropical, citrusy, grassy, piney, earthy, and spicy. It's a lot of flavors. And because of its clean bitterness, it lends itself very strongly to dry hopping as well. Then finally, we've got Citra Hops, a.k.a. 114, which were bred in 1990. And Citra's lineage includes U.S. Tetnanger, Hellertarol Mitofra, Brewer's Gold, East Kent Golding, and an unknown variety of American wild hop. Citra hops have an ideal mix of high alpha acids and low cohumulone, which makes it good for bittering, but it's excellent as an aroma or flavor addition at any stage from pre to post boil. This is in large part due to their high myrcene content, which is one of the major hop oils, and it's heavily associated with citrus, but can also be found in mango, lemongrass, verbena, and grapefruit. Citra can also lend delicate and desired aromatics, including gooseberry, lychee, mango, melon, grapefruit, orange rind, and passion fruit. So I'm very interested uh, to see how many of these flavors come through, considering that they didn't really go into too much detail about the flavors. This sounds like there's just so much going on in it. I, yeah. yeah, I Every possible IPA flavor, it sounds, yeah. is going to be something that this could have. Could have. The question is, what pops out of it? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's mostly Galaxy Ops because I love Galaxy Ops. You do but love your Galaxy. We'll see what happens. But yeah, you're <laughs> listing it. It's just like an exhaustive list of everything that could ever, ever be in an IPA other than mm-hmm. adding juice to it. Like just any hop variety, any hop flavor, this has it all. It's really not eliminating anything. If we didn't already brew it with the hops, we dry hopped it with the hops. So it's got everything. Yep. The only thing that's like nectar. It probably doesn't have nectar. Well, I guess the only way to find out. Is to drink it. (gasps) Shall we? We shall. Did the cans actually say who they're by or do we have to look it up maybe? No, I think it's listed on the website. Okay. Do you have the website? Oh, wait, no. I think it's on the side. Anyway, let's crack open the can. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> mm, the last episode had a better crack. Ooh. This was a good crack. I'm getting apricot right off the nose. Yeah, I'm getting stone fruit, but I don't know if it's apricot. This is pretty much exactly what I figured it looked like. Yep. Like an IPA. Super golden, kind of hazy. Nice head. Nice head, but not too much. Which is nice. Not crazy. Because I did not pour that well, so I'm glad it didn't have a super head. Mine's pretty picturesque, to be fair. Yeah, no, <laughs> look at mine. Nice. Right. Perfect pour. Cheers. Cheers. I'm just getting Ooh. stone fruit. I don't know if I can yeah. identify this, the apricot you're getting. It, see, I was smelling it right from the can, and I got apricot, but when it's poured out, I feel like it's more like generally stone fruity and citrusy. Oh, that is really light and fluffy. Is it weird that you didn't describe nectar, but that's mostly what I'm getting? Are you sure it's not in your head because that's what you were saying that you that you hoped you would get before? No, I figured I wouldn't get it because it's the only description not in there was nectar. I almost wonder if it's the fact that it's got all these different fruity because f- hops are fruity mm-hmm. in flavor mm-hmm. in an IPA. So many of these fruity flavor hops that I'm just getting this sweetness and it's like a honey because it's just everything combined 
Honey is one of the the descriptors, right? Of one of the, the I believe hops, it, I, I believe so, but it's not like honey. It, it is more like nectar. I'm just talking about like a natural like sweetness. Like a sweetness? Yeah. Okay. That has its own flavor, like honey does or nectar does. This is nice. It has a really nice mouthfeel as far as the carbonation. What's nice is Galaxy definitely dominates it. Yes. Uh, so it's almost got that nice smooth vanilla-iness to mm-hmm. it like Galaxy does. Um, it's stone fruit, but really like... The best way I can describe the stone fruit or like the pineapple apricot flavor of like a, a galaxy hop, mm-hmm. which is why I love is, is if you took it on like a on like a grill and you really hammered it down and you really thinned it out mm-hmm. and you really made it like the base of everything. But it's so spread out that it works so much better because it doesn't punch you in the face with it. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and I think that's why I like galaxy hops because it lets you experience everything. Mm-hmm. But it does give you these vanilla undertones, I think. It because does, these, yeah. It kind of smooths everything, everything out. Everything is smooth, yeah. It's like a base. Yep. But I feel like a lot of the pineapple beers that have that kind of smoothness do end up with a vanilla-y kind of note. And that might be pi- why pineapple pairs so well with vanilla. Yeah. Because pineapple and vanilla go together really, really well. That's true. Pineapple and chocolate? No. Not pineapple so and strawberry? Eh, sure. Although, uh, doesn't edible... Arrangements? Edible arrangements do pineapple dipped in chocolate. Oh, do they? Yeah. I, I think, don't know. Well, I I've think never they, had that. I don't know if I'd like it, but I try it. I think they dip it in white chocolate. Oh, you see that I would try. Okay. And white chocolate's a little different. So yeah, but that, that, that kind of is the dominant note, which is nice because I was afraid this is going to be such a hodgepodge of weird, <laughs> like so many hops and flavors that there would be no discernible underlying flavor but i'm glad the galaxy hop comes through yeah not only because it's my favorite hop but i think you need a leading hop in a beer oh, I, think, I think this does i feel like if, if you don't have a specific hop in mind then why why are you brewing like what what else are you trying to highlight besides one hop and then others kind of like lift it up uh everything like a fruit punch of of beers that's what i was <laughs> picturing like just throw it all in um but it really is galaxy forward with everything else just there to kind of accent it and it's not super bitter either no it's really not i actually find it less bitter than the um trooper beer we just had quote unquote last (laughs) week Uh, i think this is way less aka like 20 minutes minutes ago ago. (laughs) yeah i think this is less bitter than that yeah Overall, yeah, I would agree. When that should be less bitter than that, that should be less bitter than this. Mm -hmm. I think because the smoothness is just right there. I don't know if I'd have this in the summertime. I would have this in the summertime if I indoors. Yeah, but this this is definitely not like an out on the deck kind of drinking beer. No, this is not out on the deck. But Galaxy Ops fans, I can't can't say enough about Galaxy Ops. I know I've mentioned on the podcast a bajillion times. (laughs) Holy crap, Galaxy Ops are so good. It just smells like it even smells a little bit of pineapple vanilla. It just really has that scent on the top. It's true. I can see what you're saying with the apricot at first, though, about the scent. The apricot was definitely a little bit more there, mm-hmm. which is why I'm a little nervous. But now it kind of smells like that vanilla pineapple. But the apricot, I didn't get from the can, but I got when I poured it. And you still get that apricot coming through as well. You get some more stone yeah, fruit. Yeah, apricot, if, if not just, yeah, generally stone fruit. Maybe peach. Oh, no, I don't know if we get peach. I'd recognize peach. I yeah. love peach. I mean, I'm impartial to apricot. I don't eat them all the time by themselves, but I have a lot of beer that it's, it tastes like apricot. Yeah. So I guess I like apricot. 
It's not bad. It's just not something that I would seek out. They're like pears are weird apples. Apricots are weird peaches. Yep. That's a really good, yep. <laughs> really good comparison, actually. It's really good. This is really good. I was really nervous when you really listed way too much stuff. Mm-hmm. But I should have known because we've had collective arts several for times. years. Yeah. Never in can, though. We've never bought a can. Yeah, it's always been on. No, we've we had. Um, Did we buy some, some before? Something in the clouds was the first four pack of cans that we got. And I've, and that was amazing. So I feel like after that, this was it a long time ago. Something in the clouds. Okay. Um. Then after that, whenever we saw collective arts, we'd be like, okay, got to get that on. Yeah. Cause it's in Connecticut, at least in restaurants all the time. Yep. So yes, we almost always get a collective arts if we see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that dive bar in West Haven. Yep. Uh, has it a lot. If you don't know dive bar, it's not a dive bar. It's because the guy <laughs> who owns it is a diver professionally before he owned the bar. Yeah. So it's like a beach themed bar. Uh, I mean, it was, it's, pretty, it's it was pretty small. It was small, but it was but never a dive. But they actually expanded to double huge. the size and yeah. they're still as busy. They which, might expand it even more now. Yeah. Uh, but they always have collective arts. I know Plan B Burgers, uh, which goes all the way to Washington, D.C. now. Mm-hmm. From Massachusetts to Washington, D.C. I think they spread out. Wow. They have collective arts on their tap all the time yep and we always get it and it's always good it's always fantastic and sometimes it's not a dinner beer this is not a dinner beer no this is a before you have dinner beer right when you sit down yep or after or after dinner you cannot eat food with this This is not a great food beer this would pair with nothing this might pair with dessert Mm. because it is pineapple it is vanilla it would a pie pie with like vanilla ice cream with vanilla ice cream uh, a sweet cake Mm-hmm. That doesn't have any other fruit in it. If it's a cake with a fruit in it, you can't have it. Yeah. Um, but definitely pie, apple pie, you know, peach cobbler, blueberry pie, cherry pie. That would all go really well with it. Cherry pie would go really well with this. If you say so. And so like I don't a, think I've ever had cherry pie. It's sort of like a raspberry thing. I've had it once. And I'm I surprised. Hate, and I hate cherries. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, I like to try pie. I love pies. I love pies and cakes. They're, they're amazing. I'm not, I don't have a big sweet tooth. But when it comes to pies and cakes, that's where it changes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you could pair this with chicken, with no. fish, with Definitely beef. not with fish. Or at least not with salmon. Yeah. With shrimp. You would lose shrimp. You'd lose white pasta dishes with like white sauce. You would lose red sauce. Yeah. With red, like red sauce has such a flavor, you would destroy your beer and your food. Like mutually assured destruction with this. Like I yeah. feel like anything super flavorful in terms of like a savory dish, you would just completely lose yeah because it, it's it's got a it's got a piney kind of res not resin it does have a little bit of a pininess almost bitterness as well. on the back end that kind of sneaks up on you yeah and i feel like that that's what would be the biggest factor to destroy the taste of your dinner but that pineapple you don't think the pineapple vanilla ice cream kind of taste kind of would also kind of just be like why are you here with my food oh that for sure yeah, yeah. fried <laughs> food as well like i don't think there's anything you could eat maybe french fries Maybe. Because they're kind of unassuming. They're just really salty. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it's something that doesn't have a huge flavor profile, but is very salty, that might work with beer. Yeah, like, yeah, this would this would work with pub food like peanuts or pretzels. Yeah, absolutely. Pretzels. Yep. Peanuts, salty peanuts. Yeah. The stuff you have before you eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, not even appetizers, just the stuff they put down. 
Plan B puts out um, bread and butter pickles. If your food's oh gonna yeah, take too long, that'd be good. That would work well with that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, just all that saltiness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you have something that's not has a bigger pl- flavor profile, you would lose it. Yeah, including pub food like nachos, cheeseburgers, yep. wings, all sliders. That. Yeah. Although if you had wings that were also sweet, like you had a pineapple glaze kind of wing, that could work. That could work. <laughs> that would be a very specific pairing. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't think it would really work with most. Of yeah. Them. This is like we said, an after or before. At least that's and that's the way you and I always order beers. Yeah. Is we look at the menu and go, oh, I want that. But I don't think that'll work with the with food, food. So I'll so get, it, get now, it now or I'll get it. Or if it's something like a a stout or a porter, I would wait until after oh, dinner because it's after, more of a yeah. dessert. I usually wait until after. Sometimes I'll get it before, but not often. You'll get a Guinness anytime, though. Oh, Guinness is different <laughs> than a than a porter and stout. We already went over this. I know. Like porters and stouts usually are very heavy. Guinness is very light, mm-hmm. so Guinness is different. Most porters and stout you get are very dessert beers, and this is very much kind of a dessert beer. Yeah, or even an aperitif, I guess, if you're really hungry. It is a little heavy. A little bit. It's not super heavy. Yeah. I would still drink this. In it doesn't. S- it doesn't taste like six point eight percent. Oh no, not at all. No, I was when they said that the bitterness was really high. Mm-hmm. I was expecting me to say, "Oh, it's a double IPA that's trying not to be a double IPA," mm-hmm. but not at all. Yeah, the bitterness is really low. The alcohol, like you don't feel the burn or anything like that. Absolutely not. But six point eight isn't incredibly high either. No, I feel like when it's when you encroach on eight, like when you go seven point five. Yeah, well, at that's that, the limit, I think. at that point, you're approaching double IPA territory. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Once you approach 7.5, you taste the either taste the alcohol or you taste the artificial sweetness of trying to make it trying feel to cover like up. It, yeah, it's not. Oh, no, no, it's oh, not. No, strong. No. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. This isn't going to fuck you up. <laughs> it's like, just make it taste like it's going to fuck me up because I'd prefer that. Yeah, that's like triple IPAs there. I don't like most of them, but the couple that I do like mm-hmm. taste like they're going to mess you up. That's just. Yeah, you know, what, you know what you're getting exactly. into. I hate that the scale from, and same with double IPAs. I love double IPAs when they're good, but there's so many double and triples that just hide that with sweetness. Yeah. And it's like, don't hide it. If you didn't want to make a double or triple, don't make a double or triple. They'll just buy two beers. You know, I don't, yeah, exactly. you're just cutting your money in half. I think just make a double and triple because you think it tastes good. And people will buy it. Uh, but this is this is really good. And I think this could I would drink this in the summertime. I know I think we just said that we wouldn't. Yep. I think I would. I think I would, but it would be nighttime summertime. Mm, okay. And it would probably be my last drink. But I think with that vanilla pineappleness, mm-hmm. it gives it a summertime flavor that I enjoy. Maybe yeah. not in terms of mouthfeel. It's definitely got a heft, but in terms of flavor. I, I I could do this as a last beer. Yeah, that's fair. Generally, though, I feel like I would stay away from this in in the summertime if I knew what I was getting into. In the sun, yeah. But yeah, I think in the dark, like I think even if we were out on like a deck, like our deck or like a restaurant outside deck, mm-hmm. like this would be okay at the end of the night when the sun went down. Yeah. It's so drinkable. Mm-hmm. All right. Can time. Can time. Oh, wait, I saw a beer in my can. Let me pour that in my glass. And what's interesting is this particular set of cans has multiple different art On versions. Them. Yeah. But you said that they all like all all that always happens. Yeah, it's rotating. 
Um, but they they didn't say, you know, whether it was going to be rotate for all four or not. Yeah. yeah. In this case, all four cans are different. No, three, three of the four cans are different. Okay. There's two of the same cans and then two completely different cans. So they just don't care what they package when they put them together. So you might possibly get four of the same cans. Which is kind of really cool. Which is like a lottery. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's really dope. And the cans are really dope. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. So we'll start with Mike. Let's start with your can because it's a little easier. So your can is really cool as well. Like, it's not like it's easier to describe, but no less cool. Obviously, it's called Amplified Voices, which I think you said before, the Amplified Voices series. It's the series, yeah. So it's a full wraparound. It's not heat synced. It's not like it's combined to the can, it, but it does but wrap it does, around top yeah, and bottom. It's, a, it's almost like they shrink wrapped it. Yeah, which is like more professional. Mm-hmm. There's like three different types of ways you can kind of wrap beer. So this is the other way, which is nice. I prefer this to the glue way for sure. Yeah. There's kind of a creamsicle orange slice to it going down vertically that gives you all the information and then the picture is the rest of it so in this case the picture is kind of pink in the background with a pop of explosion and you've got uh lady justice uh screaming she's shouting there's an explosion coming from her voice as she's kind of coming at you wonder woman style with a sword in her hand and an afro on her head uh it definitely kind of and both of her clench fist clench definitely kind of inspires that kind of black power movement and She's got the scale of justice obviously coming with her like she's going to hit you with the scales of justice. <laughs> and what's cool is the the wrap. Um, obviously, Lady of Justice is blind. She's always got the wrap around her eyes. Mm-hmm. In this case, the wrap is transparent. So you get more of that pink kind of speckled graffiti background through that what their wrap would have been. Her hair is blue. Her sword is blue. Her justice scale is blue. Her lips are blue. Her outlines are blue, but her body is black, like a like a glossy black finish. And it's super bold. It's really bold. It's really something you'd expect to see on the side of like a building. Uh, yeah, um, in New really. York City or that, something. Yeah, like it's, one almost, of the ones it's almost like graffiti. Like, yeah. Uh, like you'd expect this to be the ones that are like done by a guy that takes like a few days. Yeah. Take like three or four floors of a whole building. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, it looks really, really cool. And on the side, it says ransack the universe, 1.6.8% alcohol by volume, uh, amplified voices series, Frank Barbera. So I'm Ontario, assuming that's Canada. the artist. Because that's not one of the people from. Collective yeah. Arts. And okay. I, I'll be curious to see if your your can says something different. OK, because that's what I was wondering is, is do they advertise the person on the can? Yeah, they do on the website for sure. So we're just on the can, the wrap, because it is kind of, it's a full wraparound, but it is kind of, I think, heat seeked to it uh, with heat instead of glue. The barcode is a little like warped and kind of has like waves in it, <laughs> which is neat. But uh, yeah. Oh, you know, I think you're right about the Frank Barbera because it's got like the QR code has an at Frank's art. Oh, OK. On the bottom of it. Cool. So let's see my can. <laughs> Same thing, creamsicle uh, bar down the center with the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. Because this is by Alex Herrerias, uh, and he is from Iztapalapa, Mexico. Cool. And that's uh, Alex Herrerias Illustrator, if you want to look him up, or if you get the can, it's a QR code. His can's really cool. It's very kind of classic medieval art. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how it's done, almost like it's trying to tell one of those classic medieval stories like King Arthur and his knights. It's a woman on horseback 
she's got slightly more striking kind of Mexican tableau features than a medieval picture, but still kind of like mm-hmm. a Mexican t- um, tableau meets medieval art. Yeah. It's like a combination. She's got an interesting, very floral headdress on, and she's about to spear this dragon who's really cool looking. Mm-hmm. The dragon is uh, about the same size as the horse. It's a smaller dragon. He's got scales all over him. He's got this weird alligator face with a tiny lower jaw and tongue sticking out. Isn't that more of a crocodile then? <laughs> crocodiles have smaller jaws than alligators? Uh, there's a definite difference, and I'm pretty sure that's part of it. I mean, that may be, but this jaw is really small. Yeah, well, he also, yeah. Like cartoon small, the lower jaw. He's also got horns, so I'm going to say he's not a crack or an alligator. He's definitely a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because he's got wings with eyes on it that pop out, too. Mm. He's got red wings with these eyeballs on each different section of wing uh, as he's about to fall into what looks like a lake. looks like she's fighting him kind of on a swamp. And the background has these dark colors that look like fade, but you've got these also dark lines coming down, which mm-hmm. makes me imagine that there are trees in the background. She's in a dark swamp fighting this dragon in the swamp about to spear him. And he's on the ground about to get speared with his claws up in the air. <laughs> it's really cool. It really invokes both Mexican tableau and med- medieval kind of uh, artistry. Yeah. In a classic kind of way, which I've always dug. I've always been more of a classic art guy. And and this is really cool. Speaks to me. Obviously, I love King Arthur, um, which you wouldn't know if you actually listened to this podcast. But if you listen to Forgotten Cinema, you would definitely you know. Would know I like King Arthur <laughs> a lot. So I think this is a really, really cool, unexpected can because you would think everything would be like street art. Like, oh, yeah. Modern and like, OK, this is like the Lady Justice graffiti art thing. But this is very classical in style. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I absolutely love it. One of the other cans, which we don't have here, which I haven't put in the fridge yet, has a teddy bear judge guy. <laughs> he's like a teddy bear judge and he's got his hand up in the air like he just won a case or something. Yeah. Oh, the, there will definitely be a post on that. So check, You'll see all check the cans. Facebook yeah, check and Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the cans are awesome. The cans are super illustrative. They they catch your eye. What's great about these cans is you don't need like Ransack the Universe is on the the creamsicle part it's just part. a very minimal like it's the the information that you need and then it really gives um the artists their their oh, yeah. due for for the camp for absolutely the, rest of the, can. the artist is front and center even collective arts is barely seen in the top of the yep. creamsicle logo and which like you will see batch. in our pictures because yeah it's it's really hard to capture the the, the art and the label unfortunately yeah, you get the art yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm going to showcase the art for sure. (laughs) But another thing that I think catches, which is another brilliant thing by them. Mm -hmm. And I always talk about how like I I talk about the can because there's so many breweries marketing is so important. Yeah. How many other four packs do you see or six packs do you see where each can is different? Never. I've I've never seen it. That's so interesting and unique. Your eye immediately goes, wait, wait, wait. What's going on with this pack? Mm-hmm. Like you think something's wrong with it. You think people like stuck in different cans. To you be think fair, you're getting a I didn't notice pack. that they were all different until I actually picked it up off the shelf and put it in my basket because the description looks so cool. Right. So it's just an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you didn't have a, uh, a liquor store that had a lot of descriptions. Yeah. And you weren't looking as like a podcaster in terms of what can I do a story on? Mm-hmm. You would see this beer like four different beers ago. Wait, wait, what? 
and you would take a second look at it and make sure each beer was the same and you'd be like, oh, oh wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's really, really interesting. And each can being so different and unique. I mean, we go from 20, clearly like this Black Power, like Lady Justice art is mm -hmm. very 2021, meets this um, Mexican woman, medieval Mexican tableau. Traditional it, meets traditional, modern. Oh, I don't even think it meets modern. It's just two different types of traditional, almost. I mean, yes, the, the swamp in the background would never be done like yeah. that and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's very interesting. They're so different. And, and Teddy Bear Judge is obviously just nonsensical and funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And this beer is really, really good. Even if you don't like this collective arts, you don't like how we're describing pineapple and vanilla, I would suggest if you ever have collective arts near you and it's a if different it's, beer. If it's on draft. Always get a collective arts it. because that's my rule. Yeah. Is to always try a collective arts. And that has been my rule for the last last few years I at don't least. Know, at least the last six or seven years. Like collective arts has been around in Connecticut for a long time. And it has always been my rule to always try collective arts. That's why I'm surprised, like at the beginning of the episode, we never that did we it haven't done them before. Yeah. Because every time we go to a restaurant, we always drink this. Yeah. And to be fair, I think the reason we haven't tried it before is because it's technically always in the import section because they're from Canada. And so, like, it's a different part of the liquor store that I don't always go That's to. That's why I'm Mr. International. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but when we're out in a restaurant, both of us always get it. Yeah. Um, collective Arts, though. I just always forget, like to look for them specifically because they're in a different section. They're in a different section, but they never disappoint. No. I can think of one collective arts I've had I didn't like. I was a little afraid of this one just because it had so much going on. Yeah, I was really surprised to uh, see on the website that it was actually dry hopped with so many other hops. I mean, to be fair, they're the they're the regular hops that we usually cover anyway. Oh, no, for so sure, but... As soon as like you listen to the first two hops, ah, oh cool dry galaxy, I like it. And you said, and then dry hopped with, I'm like, oh, I'm it's not gonna much. like this beer. But at the same time, even though sometimes there are too many hops in a beer where they kind of get lost, there are other times where the hops are so highlighted, like the the um uh modest beer that we did, the the fix. Mm-hmm. That, that was had, good. That had like seven or eight different hops listed. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was a great beer. But it still scared me before we had it. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> but this beer is really good. I suggest picking it up. Absolutely. Or at least it, like whatever collective arts beer you can find in your area. Grab it. Absolutely. But if you like IPAs, us describing pineapple and vanilla should not scare you because that should excite you. Yeah. Do you like Dole Whips? Yeah. It's been, yeah. The, the whole time I'm thinking this is Dole Whippy. As this is, <laughs> I think we've had a couple other beers that are more Dole Whippy. But yeah. this is pretty close to like as Dole Whippy as a beer as you can have. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well. And thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen.com. 
or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. What else you got to plug? All right, so I'm going to keep this a little short because we got something to say after this episode, but basically... I got Forgotten Cinema, podcast with my buddy Mike Field about forgotten films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because the audience simply forgot about the film during its initial release or another movie was released at the same time that overcame its initial run. We discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. That is available on ForgottenEntertainment.com or ForgottenCinema.podcast.com wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. We're awesome. Uh... I'm not lying. We're awesome. We're we're, we're, <laughs> we're pretty big in the the classic movie it's a pretty space. Pretty big deal. Um, but I've also got Audible books. Check me out. Michael Butler, Switch, Art Fucking Gangsters, Sour, uh, The Final Girl, Coffee at Midnight, The Murder of Kelly Christopher, Progressive Entrapment. Check all those books out. I don't make money on them unless you buy them. Check me out on Audible.com. If you have a book that you want me to narrate, if you like the sound of my voice, also I'm gonna say. I'm I'm a whore. I'll do anything for money. So just just let me know, and I will narrate your book. If you could tell by from progressive entrapment, nothing is too gross for me to talk about. Uh, if it is a porn book, though, I will use my porn book name, which I do have a porn book name. <laughs> but yeah, I'll do anything. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is we did two episodes back to back, which we mentioned because we are going to Universal Studios yes. Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights thirty. And because we just love Universal Studios. Yeah. Uh, that's our initial vacation just happened to fall on Halloween Horror Nights and we did it. And it's awesome. I am an actor. I'm a film study guy. I'm, and it's just the entire theme park is you're living in a Universal movie. Yes. And then you go to the Universal Halloween Horror Nights and you're living through a Universal horror movie with production budgets that are, are rival most horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's all amazing. It's all great. But they also have beer that are are personal to their breweries mm-hmm. harry potter world has i think two beers yep volcano bay has two beers uh i think the nbc sports grill has a beer or at yes. least they have beers that are florida bound that they have yep. on their own so our next episode is going to be basically when you're listening to this episode if you listen to it on release day on friday our next episode is going to be us kind of talking about these beers i don't know if we'll actually have a beer on hand yeah, uh, we might if it's not too loud, record some um, iPhone conversation about us drinking the beer as we're drinking it. Mm-hmm. But you'll definitely get us kind of remembering notes as we have written down notes as we talk about these beers. Yeah. After the fact, we'll definitely do stories on our Instagram. So check that out. This is definitely going to be a much more interactive, I think, maybe experience in terms of beer. But we're going to try to do all the beer we can find. Yeah. So it won't be like a traditional episode but we'll you'll definitely hear from us yeah of, of all these different unique beers which i think like volcano bay beers are almost certainly kona yep and we'll try to get to the bottom of that but we probably won't but we'll definitely <laughs> give you the flavor flavor profiles yeah like we're, we're pretty sure the volcano try. beers are kona we're pretty sure the duff beers are sam adams <laughs> yep uh so we'll get to the bottom of all that and, and figure it all out but until then Uh, You guys have yourself a great week, Mm -hmm. and we'll see you at Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until vacation time. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Oh, wow. You're done? Yeah. Damn. (laughs) This beer's really good. (laughs) 